0: toque sur la butte Montmartre, un petit air innocent. On l'appelait rose, elle était belle. A santé bon la fleur nouvelle. Rue Saint Vincent.
1: hello there, listeners. You've tuned in, we hope, on purpose to the Monkey Tooth Podcast. This is Andrew Couch and I'm here with my wife Tiffany Couch. Hi. That's right. Tiffany is in the van with me. We're recording this thing in here to see if it works. Uh how you feeling about it babe?
2: I think it's going to work. You feel good? Yeah, looks like it's working so far.
1: If you could see what we're doing right now, you would see that there's a bungee cord involved and we're hooked onto some weird uh weird stuff, but it looks like it's going to work for now so uh the episode that you're about to hear is with our friend and neighbor inga mccormick she and her dog parker and her husband chuck walk by our place all the time and we've gotten to know them over the past year that we've lived here and we really really like them they've had us to their house for dinner we're very grateful for that and they've shared lots of stories and when we decided to do this podcast she was one of the first people that we thought of um there's a kind of short list, and hopefully we'll get all of those to you before before we leave. But she was right up there at the top with Charis. Um, she is fantastic, don't you think, babe?
2: Yep, she's pretty cool.
1: She's pretty cool. Uh, you'll you'll get to hear that for yourself real soon. But as soon as we asked her if she wanted to be a part of our podcast, she said yes and knew exactly what she wanted to talk about. And as a matter of fact, she was the the most and has been the most encouraging person. With our journey, she saw our big red van show up one day and said, "What are you doing with that?" And has been immediately uh, positive about it, and, and has continued to watch the whole thing as we go. And is nothing but encouraging. We're real fortunate to have that as a friend and neighbor. The story that she told us is a heartstring puller. It's intense. She, uh, Inga, was a nurse. From about 1958 to 1976, she worked at Alta Bates Hospital in in, uh, uh, Oakland, right? Is it Oakland or Berkeley? Uh, I think it's Berkeley. Berkeley. She, in that time, handled and was around 30,000 human beings. Babies, little kids, you name it, all kinds of children. Uh, The story she's telling us today is about one of those kids, one of 30,000, that just totally touched her and changed her life and we both tiffany and i found it very very touching my, my takeaway was uh to be just grateful for the way things are I'm, I'm, I'm just crazy grateful for the opportunities that tiff and i have and the sort of things that have happened to us in our life i'm grateful for that um but then i realized you know it's pretty easy to be grateful when things are working out. When things are not working out, you take something else. I think that's kind of your takeaway, huh, Tiff?
2: Yeah. Um, well, My takeaway was mainly with the theme of courage. I It was picked up to me throughout like listening to Ingo tell her story. Um, the, her friend that she introduces and all the stories that she tells about her, there's just a courageous... Um, spark to this um, individual. And it was very inspiring to listen to and definitely heartwarming too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. Courageous and, uh, and grateful. So courage and gratitude, I think, are the takeaways from our perspective. Maybe you've got a takeaway from it that you'd like to share with us. We would love to hear that. We've, not, uh, we've gotten some feedback from some people and we're, we're grateful for that and uh we want to we want to thank a few people before we get into this story Uh, i i'd like to thank all our new patrons plenty of people have signed up uh thank you so much we'll uh we'll be sure to be sending you all kinds of cool stuff for for being our patrons and if you've not checked out patreon uh do so uh you can visit it through our website mtp.dog if you're on facebook we're there monkey tooth podcast page You can go check us out. Um, We're we're trying to be in as many places as we can. If you are a musician and want to contribute some music, you want to hear your music played on this podcast, send it in. Go to our website. You can contact us through there, mtp.dog. I'm using all kinds of music that I probably should not use, but it's hard not to because there's all kinds of great music out there and I want to share it with uh, my my friends and listeners, so uh, I'm going to do that as long as I can get away with it, but uh, I'd really like to have the express permission of the artists whom I am sharing. Is that the proper English? Anyhow, uh, we want to uh, extend that out there to you. If you're a musician and you want to hear your stuff on here and it doesn't suck, uh, send it over to us, and we'll see what we can do. I'll tell you somebody who does not suck, my niece. She is an excellent singer um, and a good guitar player. And uh, I sent her a song that I wrote many years ago uh for another project, and it I can't stand to hear myself sing, but I love to hear her sing so she took this tune and kind of rearranged it, put in um her own feel on it and uh and took lyrics out of a birthday card or a Christmas card or something that I wrote to her, and uh turned into a whole other verse in the song which i've it's just really. Amazing for me to hear that (laughs) come back from my sweet niece, Corinne, couch. So you're going to hear a song at the very end of this that she um, arranged and performed. So uh, thank you, Corinne. I don't really have too much else to say other than uh, the last podcast that we did with Charis. When I put that out, it was my stepfather's birthday. And not only did I not thank him for being such a great guy, on that day, I didn't think I'm on the podcast, which I think would have been nice. so happy birthday, Bill. a uh, few weeks late. I love you. I hope you actually listened to this, and uh yeah, bill, I love you. Tiffany, you got anything else you want to add?
2: Well, glad you guys are here and listening, and hope you continue to check in and uh like what you hear.
1: indeed, okay. Here it comes. We were talking to Inga McCormick, who is from uh, Denmark. And I wanted to know where in Denmark she was from, and this is what she had to say.
3: Uh, from an island called Fun, It's in the middle of the country. That's where Hans Christian Andersen is from. That's, is it? yeah. And it's called the Garden Island. because. It, 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 the climate is a little bit different there. It's not as rough as out towards the coast. Not as cold, So it's no? nice, yeah. Very nice. My dad was a forester, and we lived there on the edge of the forest, so it was a pretty idyllic growing up.
1: Yes. You have a great picture in your uh, entryway that's of you and your mom Yeah. walking through a forest that your grandfather
3: planted? Right. Yeah, yeah. So my father tended and my grandfather planted. Wow. Yeah, and they're massive and trees, they're great yeah. big trees. Yeah,
1: Is that forest still standing?
3: Yeah, oh yeah, very much so. Yeah. Have you
1: been to visit it recently? Oh yeah,
3: I was there two years ago. Wow. Yeah, and had a picnic on the grounds. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow, yeah. yeah, what's that old saying? Uh, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, the second best time is right now.
3: Is that so right? Yeah.
1: Have you planted a lot of trees around here? We have, have? we have. Yeah,
3: yeah. those little... The 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 tall fir trees you see they were really like uh, Christmas table decorations. Wow! Yeah, and then of course the redwoods out there they were gallon size and now really? they are just enormous. So yeah.
1: For context, we're sitting uh, on Inga's back porch. Yeah. We're looking uh, down into a little valley. Across the valley is a. Uh, beautiful vineyard and orchards that i would imagine when you first moved here were not here that's right there yeah. was apples just apples yeah. everywhere yeah and we're surrounded by enormous trees many of which yeah. you guys planted it's yeah. very cool yeah so And, and you've been here for uh,
3: 32 years i think 32 yeah years yeah
1: we're in sunny sebastopol california yeah it's a good place to be love it mm-hmm. every day yeah well i i you know obviously we've talked a good bit but uh i know you're eager uh, you have a lot of um, memorabilia here, a lot of uh, personal artifacts from someone who is very close to you, uh, yeah. your friend Joy. Yeah. Um, do you mind telling me about Joy?
3: No, I love to talk about her because she's meant a lot of, of good uh, in my life. And I particularly, I, over the years, I have seen a courage that is immeasurable. I think in, it's just remarkable what this young person has um, been through and meant to me. Uh, I met her when she in the pediatric office where I worked. She was um, about nine years old and I still remember the examining room. I w- I'm a nurse and I came in there and he was this little face, a sullen face, but the most beautiful eyes. And she just caught me right away. And it turned out to be she had a, a pain in her, her elbow, and our doctor was checking it out and thought and the mother denied there was no injury known injury, so he said, well, watch it and we'll call back if it doesn't get any better." Well, two weeks went by, and then mother brought in uh, Joy and she was obviously in a lot of lot of pain, and actually she was admitted to the hospital and turned out to be she had a infection in her elbow, and so she was placed on intravenous antibiotic and. And had it been a different family situation, she could have gone home, I think, after a couple of days. But it was a very challenged family. So she was stayed at the hospital longer than you usually would. And so the, and the mother was busy at home with another child in a kind of a difficult home situation with transportation and so forth. So I found myself uh, going over to visit Joy uh, after work in the afternoon. And I brought them the book, The Secret Garden, and we would read that every day. And she loved it and I loved it. And and one day the doctor, the pediatrician that I worked with, he said, Inge, tomorrow, don't bring your lunch. I have a special plan. So I was wondering. So the special plan was that this wonderful pediatrician I work with, he had made arrangement to release Joy um, uh, to go with me in my car for to a little restaurant and he had gotten mother's permission and the hospital's permission, and he said, why don't you put the top down on your car? So she had an IV, and we managed the whole thing and went out and had a lunch that she was just so thrilled about. That's
1: fantastic.
3: And and then it just, um, uh, the friendship developed because I think I invited, I said to Mom, if she would like to come out to visit us, it certainly would be fine, and that's how it started, and and Mother was happy about that, and so Joy um, became really uh, close, visited us a lot, and uh, Chuck was great, always opening the house, and... and, one of the first, um, here's a picture of her first when she's in a, that's very early in our relationship. She was picking um, the, uh, what are those? They are the, oh, the pumpkins. The huh? pumpkins, yeah, and S- painting them. And d- then um, the first year, I think we knew each other, I took her to the Nutcracker in San Francisco, and that became a yearly occurrence, and she absolutely loved it. Yes. And, uh, and, but one year I had, um, I bought um, a very lovely outfit, actually I had a second hand store, the velvet dress and shoes and everything, and I took her home the night before I'd pick her up the next morning and I came to pick her up and here she came out with her brother's black polyester pants with a yellow stripe down and not the clothes at the end. So when we were driving off, I said, Joy, what happened to the... The nice clothes and she said oh mom thought I should save them for church so so here we are in the fine opera house in San Francisco and all the grandmothers with their little charges and taffta and so forth And but Joy was not aware of how she stood out at all and it was wonderful and she had a great time and I thought I don't care you know as long as she had a good time but yes. that was it but um, she had a. I don't remember when it started with her, her asthma, and it became uh, quite severe many times, and uh, uh, there was a lot of psychological effect we all felt because it was um, uh, uh, it became worse in in the home situation. There were, there was a a man that lived with them when I first knew him. And actually, in retrospect, he was one of the best. He was an older man, but uh, he did use a strap on her. We heard she did tell us that at one point. uh, But he he got a cancer and he died. So, um, and it was when I was on vacation in Denmark, and I came back, and uh, three weeks later, and the mom called me and said, Joy is really sad. Could she come out and spend some time with you? I said, yes, she can, but we're having company. She has to run around with me. So I picked her up and I was introduced to Jim. And so we were driving off and I said to Joy, now who's Jim? And she said, well, that's mom's new boyfriend. That's been three weeks. So I said, what about uh, Larry? Was he um, cremated or buried? She said, well, he was cremated and he's um he's on the coffee table. He always wanted to be close to Mom. So that was just how it was. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah. An adjustment. Yeah, that's just how it was. But and but Mom was one, I think, of ten children, the mom, and her parents had died. So these children were put in foster homes and then abused in several ways. And that poor mom never learned to read and write. So it was a very difficult situation. But Joy managed to, she graduated from high school. It was difficult, but she did it. And um, I visited her in um, many situations and some of them were borderline, I thought, dangerous. But not enough that we, we reported them and there was a nurse practitioner and we talked about that because there were a lot of, it was a real challenge, family on every level. and uh, But fortunately her mother saw it too, and with this one fellow, and, and moved to Fresno, and, and Joy went there. But I have to tell you about one thing here. We went to, um, that was, she wasn't very, that old, she wanted to go to a powwow here in Santa Rosa. So we did, and it was actually very wonderful. But then we were invited to, uh, to participate in the dance. And I said, Joy, go in and dance. He said, not without you. So I thought, well, I don't know anybody. So we were in there dancing at the powwow, and We had a wonderful time. Hey, I'm in love.
0: My fingers keep on clicking to the beating of my heart. Hey, I can't stop my feet.
3: It was mostly the asthma. But then uh, they moved to Fresno, the family, and that was, but we were always in contact. Uh, she um, had difficulties still with her health, and, and the mother-daughter relationship was very, very hard. She would, this is where I have in the letters, lots of letters about that. And then there was a couple from her church that took her in. And uh, I I visited them and they lived out in the country in these trailers and I wasn't quite sure what I was going to meet But they were and they were really fundamentalists and and would play uh, these tapes about Yeah, and there's some wonderful letters from joy. She said I know how you feel but I Know from science that this this the earth is 6,000 years old. That's what it is. Yeah, so that was okay (laughs) and and, um, uh, So so she lived with this family and then later on, or, or she loved to hunt, and I have a wonderful picture someplace where she has shot this coyote and she's sitting with the coyote and her oxygen tank because he had that one. <laughs> and there's wonderful letters about that too. Yeah. see that was her big dream to become a railroad engineer and and like the she thought the first woman railroad engineer so we went up to sacramento where they have a wonderful railroad museum and uh, she enjoyed that a lot and then she started writing poetry about um, something with railroad and sent it into to uh, what was that there's a certain line pacific railroad and they did respond to her and said it sounded interesting, but um, they didn't do anything about that. But, and, and, um, but that was a dream for her, and she was always talking about going to college. Uh, but uh, Always, really, but it just didn't materialize. And then she was going to also, she had dreams about being a, a personal trainer, because it was very important to her to be in good shape. And she was lifting weights a lot, and was in very good shape until even the asthma kind of took over when she had to be on oxygen. on But that was after they moved to Fresno that she had to carry a tank around. Up here we did a lot of going to the beach and she liked everything about it. So in the, uh, maybe I, this is, but should I talk anything about her life? I mean she lived to be yes, please, 36. Yeah. 36, and in the end then uh, her mom uh, called me and said if I could take care of her ashes, and I said I would, but I wouldn't go down to Fresno, and I said if she could send her ashes, and she did, and then on a stormy, rainy night, I I went out to the ocean, and I put some in the ocean, and the rest here, we bought a little tree, and that's what's out front that we have the lights on now. Oh, wow so that's a, a really uh, special thing but um uh, yeah yeah it was great to have her here and 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 she was fun and but then when she after she moved to um, to fresno uh, she had a lot of respiratory problem and were treated i think excessively with prednisone and there was a time when she wanted so badly to come up again and go to the Nutcracker and I said yes If you if, if it's okay with your doctor and before that she'd had many trips here you know, on the on the train And she loved it coming up to the on the train But I I picked her up and, and she said it was okay with the doctor. I picked her up in Emmerville. I knew we were in trouble right away and she hadn't told me that she had pneumonia and she wanted so badly to come and was on antibiotic so we did go to the nutcracker but we brought her nebulizer with us and in, at intermission I took her down to the, med, to the doctor's office and gave her two treatments and uh, then later and she, she loved that uh, just being at the nutcracker and then we came home and uh, immediately I knew we were in trouble and took her to the hospital and uh, down here at the Palm Drive and they um, quickly uh, got an ambulance, and we went to, to Sutter and where she actually had to be intubated, and she was there for that. It was Christmas, and she was there during the Christmas season. But it it was okay. Um, she actually every time she was in the hospital, I think it gave her that special attention, and uh, and this is something that I've always wondered about psychologically. She was her whole life trying to get her mom's approval. She told me one time what I would really love if my mom would come to the classroom with a red rose and said she loved me, mm. yeah. So this was just, that was, she tried her whole life to, to, to uh, have her mom say that. And how many brothers and sisters? She had one brother. Just a one young brother. younger brother. And uh, um, his life has been sad too. He's mm. never really been able to get, have any meaningful a job and where, I, I think he was violent. I mean, he also at some time beat up a school nurse and went oh, school and so there was a bad history there.
1: Is, is the mother still living?
3: Yeah. yeah. She's in poor health, but is she, she is living in, and we communicate sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And uh, so, but, um, but it is really everybody in the office. I mean, uh, we would, see Joy, just the way she lived, she made us smile, and mm-hmm. and all of them. And after, after Joy, actually after she died, I had a little, uh, the doctors and the nurses and the and the office staff, we had a, a get together here where we told funny stories about and, her. Yeah, <laughs> because we never forget her, never forget her.
1: Now she made made art and all kinds of things for you. Yeah, she was she, did. she was a little artist.
3: Beautiful. Oh, so. this um, piece of of uh, of. Um, bead work. She was very, very fine, and she actually did some and tried to put it in uh, shop, like containment, yeah, containment beautiful. shop. But she never made any money. And um, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, you're holding. Uh, do you want to describe what it is?
3: Yeah, it's it's really almost you call it a test piece. It it's a uh, it, yeah. How would you describe it? It's a about. Three by two, made out of these fine little uh, pearls um, and, and beads, and it has a bird and flowers, and it's a traditional piece. And um, one of we, I have a friend that um, is um, an anthropologist, and he said it's it's really is museum quality. It's just beautiful. Yeah, it's very beautiful. And she made. Lot of colors many, in it. many earrings for me, and then she's also made these silver earrings and pendant. Yeah,
1: so are they pewter or what are they made from? They're really silver.
3: This wow, is silver. silver, very yeah. cool. Yeah, so she was very talented. And, oh, she also made out of, um, of leather purses and mm. uh, made many. Few, always so she always We got an old uh, sewing machine, and she made. Uh, quilts and a couple of dresses for herself. She wore one to, to she made one to wear for the nutcrack. And then uh, Yeah, this older couple took her in and that was a, a very good thing for her. But then she met this man at the supermarket where she shopped. He, he was um, a maintenance person and apparently he saw Joy and fell in love with Joy. Mm. He'd been actually married a couple of times and had a young girl. But it was remarkable. They got married, and he's been—he was so good to her through thick and thin.
1: Wow! Yeah, there she is. She was really beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, very young beautiful young lady.
3: And then, and they started coming up. They came up together several times, and then she started. At one point, she became a a, a bodybuilder. Um, she worked out so yeah,
1: much. Yeah, some muscles in there.
3: Yeah. So she wanted to be in a bodybuilding contest up here and they came up on the train and we had to, it was in Hayward, down at Chabot, and we got up like at five o'clock or something and she was had to put her her brown skin color on and I said, you have to sit on the towel in my white car and that would be bad. So we got down there and it took a whole day. She was in this contest. She was, I don't know which weight class she was. She was very light at the time, but there were just three people. And she came in, you know, number three of three, but she did it and came flying onto the stage and her husband was so sweet. He said, I'm gonna cry, I always do. I said, that is just great, you know, you just go <laughs> 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 But it's a whole other society. I've never been mm-hmm. to a Bodybuilding contest where every muscle they could flex. I mean, it was just remarkable. Mm-hmm. So, but she said, next year it will be. I said, no, Joy, there's not going to be a next year for me. Once, <laughs> is, <laughs> once is enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's,
1: do everything once, yeah. but maybe sometimes yeah. only once, right? That, yeah.
3: that was enough. But he was a very good, mm. good guy.
0: the best looking woman I ever did see Nor have the charms of the ladies of high society But the woman got so
1: He's still around. Do you keep in touch with him? yeah. That's great.
3: Yeah, he wiped me quite a bit. Uh, But then she, I don't know when that infection started or what happened with her her knees, whether it's, a lot of it was, um, I don't know if it was the prednisone that had weakened her her bone structure, but she eventually, her her knees were so bad and, and she got a knee replacement in in one knee and then she got a tailbone infection tailbone infection, and eventually she lost that leg then with with her lungs, at one point, they thought she was going to need um a, a replacement or a lung transplant oh, wow and she would, this older couple that knew her took her to UC. San Francisco and I just went down and um, when she was there she did have a complete shutdown and had to be on a ventilator but they were they were so puzzled the doctors, they said actually the next day her lungs looked normal could it be psychological? they said and they just interviewed from what I knew and, but that was it so she uh, got through that alright but it, it became uh, worse and worse with her with her legs and i have to tell you that after that first leg um she got an artificial leg and it didn't fit her very well of course they had no money so they couldn't get the best of best somehow she heard about this man that makes prosthesis on the east coast in new jersey and i don't know how she got the contact but he said he would make a leg for her only charge what the insurance company did and he paid for her trip going out there, met her at the airport, and took, and his wife was there, to, took her to their home, and even took her to the country club. And Joy was a weird look. She had so many tattoos that she designed herself. Mm-hmm. And every office almost had wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so she was an odd-looking bird, for sure. And... But they were so kind to her, and he'd had a company in South Africa, and um, had sold it, and apparently had made a good profit. So he's doing that for many also uh, service people, and uh, wow. wonderful. Yeah. He even took her on a sightseeing trip so she could see the White House.
1: Do you remember the name of the, the company or the guy? or the
3: I have his name, but I mm-hmm. don't remember That's it. Okay. I do have it someplace. Sure. I would love him to be well-known. Yeah, He's such a sounds current. like a beautiful yeah. soul. And he was going to do the same for her. Well, actually, she went there twice.
1: Hmm. Wow.
3: Yeah, because it was a complicated one. It was both her, her knee and her ankle, and, uh, and, and things changed. Wow. So that was really remarkable. But the infection continued. She had numerous, numerous admissions to the hospital, and uh, rounds of antibiotic and then it settled in the other knee. And I do have pictures at this point where we went to San Francisco because there was a conference for amputees, young amputees, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: and and Chuck and I went down there and uh, met so many young people, and Joy was kind of proud of being, uh, she was very strong and showing off, and she never wore anything that covered the prosthesis, and she had the stump. Um, he had a special tattoo that she designed herself. Very colorful. Wow. And very talented. I mean, it was just beautiful. Wow. So so we did that one day. And then, <clears throat> but later on, the the infection got the other knee. Wow. And so uh, she ended up also having that leg amputated.
1: Was this the same infection that she'd had her whole life? Just could never shake That's what shake you it?
3: wonder about. Wow. I have no answer
1: and no one could ever figure out what
3: no wow and then but i also see she had very very bad teeth from early on and uh yeah from very early and and i have a letter there too and she lost her four front teeth it was after she had the second leg amputated The, the surgeon said it is crucial that she gets her teeth out and get 40s. And she'd been wanting that for a long time because she's been in terrible pain. Sure, but they got sure. to the doctor's office and they, they could not uh, get into her veins and, and give her enough sedation. Mm. So it had to be a hospital procedure where their insurance absolutely barked. They, they said it's a hospital, it's an office procedure. And it took weeks before they would okay it. I think they okayed it like, for, like, the coming Monday. And she died on Thursday of this massive, yeah. Please
0: Please. let me sit down beside you I've got something to tell you you should know Way for not another day. I love you for more than words can ever say. Honey, leaving without you, if yeah, so.
3: It is tough to be poor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And that was
3: really a tough one. But um, she leaves quite a legacy, I'll yeah. say. And it, it's the courage that stands out. She has conquered so many obstacles.
1: What stands out to me is you said you've been involved with about 30,000 births, 30,000 human beings have come into your hands. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, newborns.
1: And, and you've, and you've been around on. so many children, so many people. Yeah. And, but yet, like we're, I'm, I'll just describe the scene right now, we're on your back porch. Yeah. You have this uh, this little binder of yeah. photos of her. You're wearing her jewelry. You have things that she's made. There's another piece of art that we took a picture of. I mean, you've got letters from her. Clearly, she was a special, yeah. uh, very unique human being, independent of yeah. her background, her, you know, rich doesn't matter there was just something about her as yeah. a human
3: we were that, actually so mace yeah, yeah. yeah
1: and she gave Chuck a hard time about his eyebrows oh,
3: oh she did <laughs> and about his uh, this that uh, she said sometimes he's, he's really tough on on me with the, doing the right things you know so but, he
1: was hip on the manner but manners, she knew
3: huh. that it was meant very well yeah. yes yeah. Yeah. yeah and she could and she loved um, she loved everything we did but victor borger um the, the we had the videos and mm-hmm. when she came a lot of times she wanted to see that and she knew all the jokes so she started laughing so much before even it happened she was
1: and anticipating was, the yeah the just laugh. Anticipating that's great and so did now you guys were traveling quite a bit because yeah. you were retiring and yeah. uh you've shared a lot about uh, your travels with us yeah how did she feel about you being able to travel and go and do all this? Was it inspiring to her? Was I she interested so. in travel? Yeah,
3: I think so. She's never she, got the opportunity. She to didn't to get really the opportunity, no. But hmm. but we had a lot of, of, of visitors and several people got to know her too. You know, yeah, I'll bet.
1: One thing that and struck and Tiffany and I when we came over, uh, I'll just tell anyone listening, yeah, Inga yeah. was kind enough to offer and invite us over for dinner a couple times, but uh, oh. around the holiday season, you're you have this little basket, just completely full of letters from people all over the all over the globe. I would imagine, you know. So I'm sure you've you've gotten That's to meet a lot, lot of people. A lot of contacts. I, were you um, was she the sort of person you would find something kind of cute when you were traveling? Something that struck, caught your eye. You would pick it up, or yeah,
3: it it was always the kids, mm. and I found that we were traveling. For example, when we were in, um, it was in Budapest and in Prague and we did not find people being... And actually, I'll say the same thing about St. Petersburg. Many places, particularly those countries we traveled, many other countries totally different, but they were not very welcoming.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh,
3: it, we didn't feel the reaching out. Maybe they were so tired of tourists and just. But then I found that if I made contact with a little kid, then you have the parents. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we had a sticker or... or or something, yeah. and then it didn't really matter that much about the language. Right, but that's the way around.
1: You got to find an ally. Yeah, you little kids are good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: little kids are good. yeah, yeah, easily, easily <laughs> amused, and they really connect you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of what what stands out yeah. in, in all the travels. Yeah, yeah. we. This is just off the court, but one time we went China and we visited a a family at home, and they didn't speak um, any, well, English, and we certainly didn't speak Chinese, but they had a little grandchild that was about, uh, close to two years old, and to see that little thing with chopsticks was just amazing, but it made us, we could laugh, and it made a contact, just that little kid, yeah, that often was the
1: case, so. That's a good travel tip.
3: Yeah, that is, that is. Make
1: friends with little kids.
3: Yeah, kids are animals. Yeah. yeah. I wonder why nobody don't like me,
0: or is it the fact that I'm ugly? I wonder why nobody don't like me, or is it the fact that I'm ugly? I leave my whole house and go, my children do want me no more. The curse in black is white and thin, and when I talk it start to sing, Mama, look up boo boo. They shout, the mother told them, your mouth, that is your daddy. Oh no, your mouth, go away. Mama your mouth, go away. I couldn't even digest due to the children's behavior.
1: When did Joy pass away?
3: She passed away two years ago. Two years ago. In 14.
1: Hmm. Yeah. At age 36.
3: Yeah, yeah, 36. And I just talked to her just a couple of, of days before. She, she died March 26 in 2016. Uh,
0: hmm.
3: But she still, so this was March. At Christmas time, she told me, she always told me a funny story, I mean, very often she was not up all the time but sometimes and she said after New year there were a lot of firecrackers in the area where they lived and somehow and she was in her wheelchair and went out and she picked up a lot of unused little firecrackers and she put them under the toilet seat for her husband so when he sat down all these <laughs> things went off and she was just <laughs> laughing and laughing about that so, so and that's Actually,
1: that's kind of typical. That like, was her, huh? Yeah, just that the, was her. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: She, it, so, to me, um, people who just sort of get the joke yeah. all the time and don't take life too seriously—if anyone ever had reason to take life too seriously—it exactly. was this poor. Yeah. Well, it's not fair to say poor girl, but this this yeah. young lady who yeah. who objectively suffered quite yeah. a bit throughout her life.
3: But she never lost hope. Yeah. Ever. Ever. And she would go, she actually volunteered at um, the library. But eventually some customer complained about her tattoos. At a library? Yeah. Yeah, so ridiculous. Yeah. So she did. And then she worked also. See, they were, a lot of times they couldn't really make it very well between paychecks that what he got. Mm. So they went to Salvation Army and got food. Yeah. And she talked about that. Wow. and but then when she had to, she would cook for the homeless She she said there's this guy that sits on our bench and she was looking out for them wow. and she helped where she could absolutely to the yeah
1: what a beautiful yeah beautiful human
3: she she was she, yeah. she was and, and see but she was so much fun yeah it that's when I think about this picture where he sitting with that dead coyote and her gun and the oxygen tank (laughs) that's just (laughs) yeah we had so many Mm. wonderful times and i never felt that i was um doing something wonderful for her right no she was just your buddy she was just a buddy yeah Yeah. exactly
1: what uh so i've I've had um like everyone you know you experience loss uh and i've had friends who've lost um people very close to them children um, and they struggle with that that meaning. Like, what was the point of that? Why did that happen? What, what you know, uh, like young, very young children that were just so, ter- just briefly in their life and then, you know, taken, and their their struggle for meaning in the whole thing, it takes a long time to sort of identify. So I guess what I'm asking, that, have you found that, or do you question that sort of thing, or is that something that troubles you, or you just feel grateful to...
3: No, I feel, I feel anger. Anger. I really do feel anger at how she was at the system. How difficult it is to be poor. Mm. How, yeah, you just don't get the treatment that you should.
1: See, anger, just inequality in yeah. our, our society in yeah. general. Just to yeah.
3: I do feel. Hard man. Feel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's how I feel. But on a personal level, I I feel that she was a gift yeah. to me. Absolutely. Yeah. And um. And and very rich memories she meant a lot I mean I just can't even it was a wonderful wonderful friendship Mm. and but you are also very sad that um, maybe things I feel things could have been different had she been in a in another position to get the help that her that she really needed, both psychologically. I think that was a huge part of her illness.
1: Yeah, you if mentioned not,
3: if not the key. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a the, the idea that your brain can either heal and or harm you yeah. is a very real thing. You know, they yeah. t- they, people talk about placebo and how effective oh. that is. Mm-hmm. But it goes both ways. Yeah. It's a knife that can cut either direction. And yeah. uh, it's interesting to hear you say, you know, that you thought a lot of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, to to manifest an asthmatic response, yeah. psychologically, is a yeah sign of a powerful mind.
3: Because, oh yeah, there were several instances where it was questioned, too. I remember she was at Memorial one time, and, and the nurses were commenting on when she was asleep, hmm. that then she was breathing okay.
1: Really? Yeah. The asthma—you yeah. I mean, can't fake asthma. I mean, it's no. a real thing. It's not a.
3: Well, I think people. The can thing is, you you, you almost can because, if she got a lot of attention when she had those mm. she, at school. If she got a really, severe, um, asthma, she got a lot of attention. Oh, there was one time, and I'd say, uh, that's the only man I've been really afraid of. That was a man that they lived with here in Forestville. I felt. Yeah, He was a criminal, and, and apparently he, he really did some bad things to her, too, oh, she told man. me later. But she had an attack at school, and she was admitted to, and um, it was still Palm Drive, and was there a couple of days, and then she was released, and her mom called for me to go and pick her up and take her home. I was at work, and uh, mom couldn't drive, and... <laughs> The man that she lived with had one of the bracelets on that he's not supposed to go very far from home right. or, or, yeah. or drive. So uh, Chuck went to the hospital and picked her up and took her home, but that was the situation. But
0: mm.
3: I think the reason that they moved from that area was uh, that the mother chose Joy over that friend and left. Yeah, yeah. hard, but but well. there were times without uh, yeah I mean, uh, we
1: we are um, my wife and I tiffany are uh, we're grateful to have you in our lives and we're just yeah. your neighbors you yeah, we have <laughs> we have attention from our families we have everything we need and we're grateful to have you so I can only imagine Wait. how incredibly grateful she must have been to be your friend that's a, um, a beautiful thing
3: we shared some yeah it was just you wish she'd had a lot of younger friends because like they're, she would they're write overrated me, she would write me you're you're my oh like you're my best friend you're well that's not right for a young person not to have uh, contemporaries sure. but she was quote odd she really was and she was not one that compromised anyway I mean see uh, like I know in school it was really. She was bullied a lot. Mm -hmm. But she was strong enough.
1: Yeah, she seems, yeah.
3: And she, there was some teacher, oh, they were very important to her. She talked about a math teacher and and other people that had helped her a lot. I wonder
1: what it is in us that, you know, particularly you, that you were able to spot this in her. You know, you just, you you saw something and maybe this math teacher saw something else Mm -hmm. in this child, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you work with kids you're around lots of them they're just <laughs> you're just trying to get them through the pipeline and you know but there's certain people who can just recognize special qualities in others I wonder
3: well it was a combination is. of things because you you got a glimpse of the home situation right. and you couldn't really think oh she's gonna go home and everything will be fine when you well, knew, you that, knew that that was not the case and uh, and I had a lot of extra energy and we don't have any Kids, I didn't have any kids, so I had, I had time, and um, and I just really enjoyed her company. Yeah. 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 And uh, and yeah, that's what I say. We just we laughed a lot. We had really, and and it was great that that, that Chuck accepted her so well too, and all her visits and.
1: Can you think of the time where she made you laugh the hardest?
3: Oh, a lot. Maybe when she had me do exercises. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was really something. <laughs> yeah. She, oh, she tried so hard to make me do when she would be... In front of me and doing these exercises and tell me what to do, and I was not very good, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah.
1: Not Who was laughing harder, she yeah. or you? I
3: don't know. We proposed this, and she had a fantastic laugh. But I think probably that time when she was sitting there with her mouth full and said, What do you guys do for fun when I'm not around? That's a fun time. <laughs> I did laugh a lot. Yeah. And it was just just great to see her. Yeah. Yeah. I, we we never really, and I don't. We we didn't have any tr- trouble communicating. And in the years after they, did, I mean, we talked on the phone a lot, mm. and um, yeah, many times, many many times. I I told. I have a friend that's very wealthy. This is, um, she's the lady that built the hospital in Nepal, mm-hmm. and I told her about Joy at some point, and she said, Well, you know, I just got five hundred dollars from somebody that I had lent it to, and I didn't really count on it. Why don't you give that to Joy? So she could make her jewelry, because that's what she wanted to do, buy some silver and make the jewelry. And She'd been on the internet, and there was somebody wanted a special logo that she had designed. So she did all this work, but the end is bad because she sent it off without insurance, Mm. and i think those people just kept it
1: oh yeah. man
3: but that was part of the whole yeah
1: boy yeah. <laughs> just some some folks just don't yeah. get to win no. that's it
3: just don't get to win that's oh. just it's, yeah
1: now did she write your poems yeah as well would you mind reading one of them' no,
3: I'd love to read one of them if we, let's see them. A, a really I have to
1: say, Inga, I'm very impressed with how well you catalog things. No, you you, you do have, a good job.
3: I, I have all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, here's one, the eagle. Yeah, but, no, then she said, for example, this dear friend, how are you? I'm fine. I'm looking forward to seeing you this spring and riding on the train. My vacation time is April 6th to 14th, 15th, I think. I'll tell you as soon as I'm sure. I got a letter from National Railroad Museum, Um, did you send it to me? I'm now in the finals for the poem contest to win $1,000. I have written two more poems. And this is one of them, Cold Wind. The magical feathers whisper in her hair. They say, cold wind, don't forget who you are. She sings, her heart pouring through sweet, velvety, lily-scented lips the words catch in the wind then melting fight fading slowly away into the vast emptiness of the world she sings on for she sings to remember the sacredness around her the holiness of the great spirit cold wind don't forget who you are great spirit great spirit holy spirit because of you my heart beats with the love and understanding of a once great nation. I yeah, I think that's it. I'm done and sent it to you. I'm taking college courses now in creation science. I'm learning a lot from them. It's a program offered by that guy you don't believe, though through the internet, and there's very good information. I know you don't believe, the earth is 6,000 years old, but I do. I always have, even before I'm, I heard that guy. The things he says, he does back up with facts, both from scripture and science. I have researched from all other sources in great detail and found that what he says is true. There's nothing so far that I have found from the video that um, causes to be wrong. I have a doctor's appointment to get hepatitis shot now. Just this for now, sincerely, Little little Feather. How
1: old was she when she wrote that to you?
3: Mm, She must have been over to 20, I'm not sure. That's so good. Yeah, it's just great.
1: I I like that. So I think it's important that people understand that you can disagree on something as fundamental as the age of the earth itself, but still love one another and get along.
3: Yeah. I, I have to. Oh, this I have to read that one too. There was one time when I visited her when she was with this family. They had these trailer they lived in, and they they showed these videos of creation I mean Yeah. yeah. And I think it was about midnight. I said, "You guys, I can't take any more. I have to go to bed." <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you made it till midnight. That's yeah. That's a lot longer than I might have made.
3: But it. you should hear this one. The eagle. Every day the eagle flies. Wind. Gently lifting each feather, the wind rolling to the ground, know them. Yeah, wind soaking every rock with this glory of the tribes. Always, we look to the eagle as a messenger to the great spirit, a kind, caring spirit that lovingly made everything. Whites think we are stupid, and they don't care. Gladly we wake each day thanking the Great Spirit for another moment upon Mother Earth. The trees, plants, grasses are new. The rocks, her bones. Oh yeah, the grasses are her hair. The rocks, her bones. The soil, her skin. The weather, her something. Whether she moves, there is an earthquake. Whenever she moves there's an earthquake. Lovingly we sing of the earth and everything that the spirit made, even the bugs that crawl upon the grass, we dance like the snakes crawls. And even the whites try to take away our religion, dances, song, and quite to try to steal our words, but we don't hold that against them. I always, and then it's a, 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 um, a Native American, uh, uh, or Aya Hocock. We low everything and and hate nothing. Yeah.
1: What a interesting young lady. Yeah, can I read this letter for you? Uh, please, please, okay, anything
3: how Kola, I think that means, hello, Anpetu washte cola, hitchitu Velo, I'm not sure what it means. I've gotten your postcard, and I don't know where she learned that language, mm-hmm. I don't know, I've gotten your postcard and I'm pleased that you had a nice time on your trip. You'll have to tell me all about it. Did you get seasick at all? Did Chuck have a nice time as well? How are your friends that you went to visit? I'm really looking forward to seeing you and going to Monterey. Thank you so much for arranging for us to go. It's nice that we can stay in your friend's house and not have to go to a motel. That way you can save money. (laughs) Everything is the same. My mother still smokes in the house, which is not good. I had to take another trip to the ER a couple of days ago, which was terrible, because I almost didn't make it. We had come from the Kings Mountain fishing when I started to have trouble, and we had an hour to drive still back to Fresno. I still haven't gotten it under control, and it's worse now. Someday I'll get something to help me more, but until then I have to use my nebulizer every four hours instead of three times a day. My aunt Susan came over here to live with us because her boyfriend Angelo was beating her. But while she was here, she ran up the phone bill calling him. He convinced her to move back, but not before mom kicked her out for her violent behavior and bad language, as well as thievery. All of this happened in about two days. Mom made the right decision because she almost hurt one of us kids and got into a fight with Mom. Right now, the family, including Ross, that was another man, went to Visalia to visit my grandparents that I haven't seen since before Ernie was born. I'm here at the house with Bucky and Baby Girl, that's two dogs, watching a surgery on the Learning Channel mom didn't let me go but i have the whole house to myself with the dogs and i don't have to deal with cigarette smoke all day when you get this letter please write me to let me know when our trip is and to tell me how yours went sincerely joy if you ever loved a human you
0: know how much it hurts. when a heartbeat in your own mind If you leave her in the moonlight